Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome back to the second hour of Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm a horticulturist, landscape designer, garden author, and just an everyday garden geek. I love to geek out at plants. That's right. During our Good Morning Orlando show, because I produce that show also, um, um, our stand-in, which is uh, Simon Con- um, Conway, he was asking and about your show and was saying, um, so she can answer any question? And I said, yes, she can. <laughs> and he says, okay, say I have a garden in Alaska. Can I grow anything in Alaska? Because I don't think I can. And I'm just like, boy, let me tell you, she got your answer. Uh, well, I will tell you, they can grow in Alaska. Uh, uh, because of the um, the prolific sunlight, I mean, the sunlight is goes for twenty four hours, mm-hmm. you know, during uh, during their you know um, spring season, and you can get eighty pound cabbages in Ooh. Alaska. Ooh. So yes, you can grow Alaska. That they have a short time frame to grow outside, um, but they have cold hardy vegetables there. It's zoned depending on where you in, are in Alaska, zone one to zone three. And uh, and so, yeah, you, you can grow there and they do a lot of growing indoors. So with grow lights and, you know, with um, the bright sunlight, with uh, solar windows and stuff like that. So, yes, you can grow in Alaska. Is Simon moving to Alaska? No, no, he's not. <laughs> no, nope, we're keeping him here. They're good, 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 good. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, I appreciate, uh, you know, good morning. Orlando and all everybody there talking about better lawns and gardens. So it's wonderful. So thank you so much. We have a, a gardening question uh, talking um, about what to look for in fertilizer when you're buying it. What are the main elements? And this is Lois, and she was asking about garden soil. And so um, you want to, you know, you're going to have the main three ingredients nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. That's in all fertilizers, the, the majority of fertilizers. And But you want to look for the minor nutrients, the minor elements. And those would be copper, chloride, boron, magnesium, iron, manganese, uh, calcium. You don't need so much calcium here in Florida, so you won't see it in Florida soils. I mean, Florida uh, fertilizers. Um, But then also sulfur and zinc and molybdenum. And so you want to look for the minor nutrients. And that's that's the the most important thing because... Fertilizer needs to provide the nutrients that are not getting in the soil. And with our sandy soils, you're not going to see those minor nutrients. So great question. So now we have Jean in Palm Bay. She texted, good morning, good morning. Thank you for texting. Would you please advise how and when is a good time to cut back rounded, fairly large, four-foot ilex shilling bushes? And she said, thank you. Well, thank you for texting. And so those globe-shaped shillings. Um, you can basically cut them year-round uh, unless you're growing them for the flowers. But usually when they're cut in a globe or a circular fashion, you're not going to see the flowers too much because you're cutting it to trim into that globe shape most of the year. So cutting them back now is fine. Cut them back two, three times a year. And some, you know, homes in these larger uh, estates and yards where they have multiple um, globe shillings, they're cutting them once a month. So, uh, you know, you can cut it back now, Jean, and they have pretty little flowers on them. If you want to see those, you're going to cut it back less often in the early spring. So I wouldn't cut them back after December and let them flush out in the springtime in March and April. Okay, if you'd like to give us a call, one 455 or you can text at 23680. Lizzie, is John Denver in the studio? So if we listen to him, we're going to have our dirty word of the day. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch. Row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. The dirty word of the day is herb. The first known use of herb was in the 14th century. But herbs have been found in fossils and in caves dating back tens of thousands of years. The written record of herbs dates back over 5,000 years to the Sumerians who described well-established medicinal uses for such plants as laurel, 
caraway, and thyme. Ancient Egyptian medicine of 1000 BC is known to have used garlic, opium, castor oil, coriander, mint, indigo, and other herbs for medicine. Even the Old Testament of the Bible mentions herb use and cultivation of such plants as mandrake, vetch, caraway, wheat, barley, and rye. You don't think of rye as being an herb? Well, Hippocrates and the authors in the Hippocratic Corpus provided more than uh, 1,500 herbal remedies and described physiological actions for 300 plants. Approximately 40% of these plants' uses came from 44 plants, including sage, oregano, rue, and bay laurel. There are several definitions for the word herb. One, it could be a type of aromatic plant whose leaves are used in cooking to give flavor to particular dishes or in making medicine. It could also be a type of plant with a soft stem used in cooking and medicine. A plant whose stem does not produce woody, persistent tissue and generally dies back at the end of each growing season. So in botany, the term herb refers to an herbaceous plant defined as a small seed-bearing plant without a woody stem in which all the aerial parts above the ground die back to the ground at the end of each growing season. Usually, the term refers to perennials, although herbaceous plants can also be annuals and biennials. We think of bananas. Banana is an herb. Oh, wow, really? Yes. I know that. The word herbaceous is derived from the Latin herbaceous, meaning grassy, and from herba, grass, and herb. Herbs are used in many ways, culinary, therapeutic, therapeutic, aromatherapy, ritual, and religious uses. Herbs may be herbaceous perennials, but also trees, shrubs, vines, ferns, mosses, algae, lichens, and fungi. Differing with the varieties, parts of the herbs use more than just the stems and leaves, but also the fruit, roots, bark, and sap. We're going to be back with your questions and calls on Better Lawns and Gardens. This is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652-800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript. 
quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you'd like to give us a call, one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680, and we will get right to your gardening question. So with the cooler temperatures in the fall, I love to talk about growing herbs. Herbs can be annuals, two seasons here in Florida, spring and fall, or perennial, long-lived, multiple seasons, like rosemary, which is basically a herbaceous plant that is wonderful fragrant addition to your landscape and it can get to be a multi-purpose woody shrub. A herb garden is a garden of useful plants, medicinal, industrial, because we use um, we get dye and also fiber from our herbs and then spices for cooking and then fragrance for your home and outdoors. So herbs can be grown in all seasons and I'm sorry, all zones including Alaska, and it grows year-round in south and west areas, and then spring and summer in northeast and the Midwest. Herbs need to have dry or mesic soils, moist soils, not too wet. They can tend to rot if they are overwatered or in too wet of a soil. Dry, uh, dry soil will take rosemary, garlic, oregano, thyme, and moist soils, mesic soils, a little bit kind of like earthworm soils. If you find earthworms in your yard, you have mesic soils. Soils that, you know, aren't dry, but they're not too wet because earthworms can't swim. So they need to have some oxygen. So it needs to be, you know, aerated. So moist soils. Now, herbs for that, basil, your chervil, your, your, um, what did I want to say? Your savory, your mints. And so it needs full to partial sunlight for herbs. So you can grow them in the shade if you have a shady area, but you need at least six hours of sunlight at some part of the day. Uh, Partial sun, five to six hours. And so on a patio will be just fine too as well. Different types of containers for herbs. You can use all-in-one pots, earth boxes, raised beds, or you can plant them in your vegetable gardens. You can use them in your edible landscapes right in your garden beds. And then also butterfly gardens love to have herbs. So I've got dill growing in my herb garden, but I have also fennel, which is a vegetable. And so, uh, you know, we can, um, you can, you can have it in your vegetable gardens. So some of the different types of mint. Now, now Lizzie, <laughs> I asked you, how many mints do you think there are? To be honest with you, I thought there was, I thought originally there was only two, which is like peppermint and like spearmint. Right. And then I went to a store and was looking at the herbs there and blown away that they had chocolate mint. I'm like, what? There's such a thing as a chocolate mint? <laughs> 
Then I went back to go buy it, and of course there wasn't any. But, but did you so smell happy. it? Yes, it smelled like it smelled like Andy's candies and Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies, yes, it does. Didn't it know. does. It's wonderful. Well, there are over seventy two hundred mints. What? S- seriously, seventy two hundred plants in the mint family, and how you can tell a mint is that it has a four sided square stem. So if you so when you touch oh. it. It feels like it a does. box. It really does. Yes, you're right. Okay. okay. When you when you think about it, it's not a round stem. So that's how you can tell it's in the mint family or the salvia family. Salvias are in the mints. And so here's some here's just a few of the mints that you can buy out there. Banana mint, it tastes like banana, smells like banana. Moroccan mint, Egyptian mint, peppermint, of course, variegated peppermint, which is a green and a creamy leaf, orange bergamot mint lavender mint, curly spearmint, macho mint. And so macho mint comes from the Missouri area. It grows native in Missouri. And it's named macho mint because it's extra tough, extra tasty, and extra herby. Oh, wow. So I don't know I don't know what extra herby is, but it's it's a macho <laughs> mint. And so there's mojito mint. Isn't that a great idea? Mojito mint, Corsican mint, and the Habeck mint, H-A-B-E-K mint, which is the uh, it's cultivated in the Middle East, so it is the species thought to be the mint that the Bible talks about, and so in the New Testament, chocolate mint, which is Tony's favorite, pineapple mint, pennyroyal, lemon bergamot mint, apple mint, spearmint, get this one, Kentucky kernel mint, <laughs> like which, as in chicken, like as yeah, <laughs> it doesn't taste like chicken. That's the seventh. <laughs> herbs remember they have the seed i'm telling you that's probably it <laughs> and it's a mint used to make mint juleps and then wintergreen so that's just a few of the ones that you can get on the market you can find seeds for them if you don't find them in the stores and uh, so that's good so now how do you grow mint you need to have like i said the good sunlight six to eight hours of sunlight a day you want to have the good soil and then you want to make sure you do not overwater. You want to take care of them correctly because there's very few um, herbicides and disease controls for mint and for for herbs in general because they're edible. So if you're having an issue with your herbs, you want to make sure your practices are best management practices. You're not overwatering. You're fertilizing correctly. They are in the right site conditions. And so if you want uh, to find a um, pesticide for disease or insects, look on the OMRI website, OMRI, O-M-R-I. And that is um, a organic website that will give you the list of, you know, uh, regulated and registered products that can be used uh, organic on organic plants. So the best time to pick your herbs is in the morning before the noon high midday sun. And then you want to, when you um, harvest your herbs, very quickly after you harvest them, wash them in cold water, and that's going to seal all of the goodness inside. Wash them with cold water, damp dry with a paper towel, and you can place them into the refrigerator to keep them cool. You don't want them out in the heat of the summer day in your kitchen, you know, when you're cooking and things. Put them in the refrigerator where they're nice and cool, and then you want to pick your herbs before they go to flower. Flowers have a purpose. Herbs have a purpose. Once they go to flower, they just don't concentrate on, you know, tasting good anymore. They kind of get bitter. They're <laughs> they producing seeds. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, th- you know, they're going on to their afterlife. <laughs> and so you pick them before they flower. And, you know, they will keep um, growing if you deadhead them and, and cut the flowers off. So that would be good. You want to harvest them on warm, dry mornings. Discard any damaged leaves. Tie it in small bunches, and then if you want to dry them, then you just clip the ends, you know, strip off the the few uh, leaves on the, you know, the tips, about uh, two inches, and then you can wrap them up in small bundles, and then you can hang them upside down if you want to put them in muslin bags before you hang them upside down, or paper bags, you can do that. You want to hang them till they're completely dry, and that takes between seven days to about two weeks before they are dry. And then once they are dry, then you can just strip the leaves off 
and then you can, you know, put them in little jars, little bags uh, to save them to use in your cooking or for your herbs to make candles with so they smell good. You know, there's all kinds of different crafts you can do. Now, you can also speed up the process of drying by uh, going to putting them on a flat, the leaves flat on a pan, flat pan, and then putting them in the oven to the lowest setting. Usually that's about 170 degrees. Just put them in there to warm and keeping them in there for about eight to 10 hours. Check on them so that you know when they're drying, as they dry, how long your oven takes. Some ovens, you know, are different than others. And so, you know, you might um, be flexible in how much time you have that. But once they're dry, then again, you can put them in a jar, container, a baggie, and then use them. And so you want to, dried herbs are very strong. So if you're using a recipe with herbs, you want to, if it recipe calls for a teaspoon and you're using the ones bought in the store, you would use one teaspoon. But if you're using um, uh, dried herbs, I'm sorry, let me take that back. I'm going to go back. Herbs bought in the store are not as strong as the dried herbs. So you would use three to one. So if the recipe calls for a teaspoon of dried herbs, then you would only use, you know, a third of that with the, uh, you would have to use three times the amount. I'm getting my math all mixed up here. Tony is rolling his eyes. <laughs> and and so, uh, he, you know, you use three times the amount of the regular cooking herbs with your dried herbs. Okay. And then microwave oven, you can also dry your herbs in it for one minute and they're good to go. So there's ways to, you know, pick it up, but I like to keep them drying in, an, in a bag, hanging them upside down. The bag will catch the leaves as they fall off if they do. And you can still use them in the bag once they fall off. Yeah, that's actually a good suggestion because I was thinking you better have like, I don't know, like chicken, beef, or pork already cooked. Because if you're drying some really good smelling herbs and then, you know, by the time you're done after so many hours in the oven, then you're going to be like, man, I wish I had some of this to eat. So then if you have your meat going, there you yeah. go. And when you're cooking your meat, you can just put the fresh herbs right on it and it will be cooking them in the herbs. Kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. And so it just tastes so delicious. Now I'm thinking about chicken and herbs. I'm so hungry right yeah, now. I know. So <laughs> Welcome to Early Morning Radio. There you go. And so we are going to be plant. I'm going to be posting photos and some recipes on Better Lawns and Gardens today that you can use your herbs. Cut your herbs and use them. Just don't plant them and look at them like they're pretty unless you're, you know, using them for a butterfly garden to attract pollinators. There you go. Let's take a break right now. It's a perfect time to get on board to call or text your gardening question. You can just dial one triple eight four five lawns. Or you can text 23680, like um, our texter said, rabbits, rabbits everywhere in Winter Park, feasting on every plant you buy, fresh and new. Will rabbits eat geraniums if they're hungry? Yes, they will. Okay, but there's a product out there that you can use for plants against rabbits, and it's called Plant Skid, P-L-A-N-T-S-K-Y-D-D, all one word, Plant Skid for Rabbits will keep the rabbits off of your plants. Okay. And it's a great product. And it's also good for deer and other little creatures out there. Plant Skid's a great product. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. But Saturday morning, you're with us on Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. 
That's 802-341-4542. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800 712 8082 That's 800-712-8082. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Are you a homeowner and need extra cash to pay off debt, medical bills, education expenses? Or are you planning for retirement? Homeowners like us have most of our money tied up in our homes. But what good does it do if you can't access your money with a real-life checkbook? EasyKnock offers a new way of getting cash out of your home. They buy it from you, and you stay in your home as a renter. And depending on your program, you can also buy it back at any time. If your credit score is not perfect, don't worry. Easy Knock can still help you get the cash you need. If your home is valued at $100,000 or more, take five minutes of your time to learn how to convert the equity in your home into cash. Give Easy Knock a call right now. 800-382-7624. That's 800-382-7624. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. If you know someone who loves to garden or has a question, please let them know about Better Lawns and Gardens. We would also love, Lizzie and I would just really be so grateful if you'd go to our Facebook page, Better Lawns and Gardens, and like us, and then also give us a rating. Five-star rating would be wonderful. We would love to have you do that. And you can also post your pictures and ask your gardening questions on Facebook, too, as well. That's Better Lawns and Gardens. And so uh, got a, a, a text message from Lisa. She says, uh, hey, Teresa, any idea why there's so many dead palms along I-4 in Orange County? I know they're cold sensitive, but these have been dead for several months. 
And that is a lot of the palm diseases that is devastating the state of Florida right now. We have the fusarium wilts. We have the lethal bronzing. So depending on what kind of palms it is, you know, we are seeing a lot of palm trees die in, in our county. But it's been happening for, you know, several years now. And we are losing thousands of palm trees. Are people aware of this? And what can we do to help prevent it? Because can you imagine the state of Florida without palms? Well, can you imagine buying a $3,000 palm tree, which is what some of those palms, three to $5,000, mm-hmm. and have it die and having to replace it? And so, um, you know, they're quite inexpensive, especially the long yes. ones that you put in for the, that instant look that are 20 and 30 feet tall. And so the the best thing to do to prevent them is to, one, to make sure they get fertilizer so they are healthy. Two, do not hurricane prune them. Palm trees need every green frond they can get. And so, so many people cut, and especially with the hurricane, uh, they prune them off so that there's only two to three palm fronds up there. Palm trees should be cut in in a shape from 9 o'clock on the clock to 3 o'clock. Okay, so it should be 180 degrees, and you um, if you're cutting it 10 to 2, then that's too too much. You're cutting it. Never cut off a green frond. Wait till it turns completely brown, and in talking with Richard in Poinciana, he never cuts his palm fronds until they turn completely brown, and I was so proud of him. I said, you know, I wish more people would, 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 would realize that. Palm trees are not a die cut. They're not a tree. They're a monocot. They really basically are a grass. And the only way they can stay healthy is to go through photosynthesis and, 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 and get the nutrients from that. And they so if you're cutting off the fronds, they don't go through that, and hmm. they're less healthy. So, um, so, yeah, Lisa, great question. It just depends on the palm tree, what, what variety of disease, but we're seeing a lot. It is also happening because landscapers are not sterilizing their tools or homeowners are not sterilizing their tools, and they're going from one diseased palm to the next palm tree, and they're infecting that tree. And in fact, if you go on I-4, when you get right downtown, you will see four palm trees on the top of a building. And this is one of the skyscrapers, and it's at the very top, and there's four palm trees. And three of them are dying, and one is left, and I guarantee you that one that's left is still going to get it too as well. Wow. So it's kind of sad. But sterilization, I mean, think of it like surgery. You know, if your doctor, you know, goes in, you want him to sterilize the tool before, after the last surgery, right? That's true. Yeah. And that's a lot of people don't, don't think about that or they're lazy, one or the other. So Yeah. And so you need to sterilize them, bleach, hydrogen peroxide, you know, um, and just have the bottle with you and just spray it. And that's even with plants. I mean, that's just a good best management practices for everything. You have diseased plants in your yard, then you need to sterilize your tools before going to the next one. If you want to give us a call and we can talk about what's going on in your yard, we can you can call Lizzie at one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680. Now, with the hurricane that we're seeing, we're going to still see some trees and palm trees die as a result of the heavy winds and also the damaging yeah. uh, rain that we've gotten. My, my roses have just ridiculously look like they're just about to die. Yes. It's crazy. And, it, and, and it, they're getting water and everything, but they just look sad. They just look beat up. Like they, they went. And, you know, it, it's, it's also a timing of the season. We're at the end of really our summer. So, you know, September, October, our plants are just stressed out. They're wet, ready for wintertime. And, you know, so they want to make sure... Um, to make sure that they're looking good, make sure you're fertilizing on a regular basis and also to, you know, taking care of them properly. So sometimes some of the shrubs just need deadheading. Now, if your turf, if it's been underwater for the last two weeks, and I still have clients that are underwater right now, and the, 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 the lakes are slowly receding and it's slowly percolating um, and uh, evaporating, but you will see your turf is black, grayish, green, or black. And then there's going to be kind of like a slime on the top of it that dries out that's going to be thick. Okay, you need to take a rake and kind of rake that through, whether you have zoysia, St. Augustine, uh, Bermuda, centipede, rake off that, um, that slime. And you don't necessarily, it's actually going to be good for the soil, 
uh, algae is good for the soil, but you want to get it off of your grass and kind of let the grass peek through. And I think you'll start to see the, the grass come back. And when you're raking it, you'll see green spots coming. So it will recover. Uh, some of it may not, you know, due to the fungus. But if it's got algae on it, rake, make sure you're raking that off. So what else can you be doing in your lawn this time of the year? Well, this is the last month to feed your turf. Okay. And so we don't, we have fertilizer bans in most of the state counties. And so we don't get to fertilize until the 1st of October. So if you haven't fertilized your yard yet, this is the time to do it. You want to do it three months before a stressful period. And our winter freezes are coming up at the end of December, January, and February. So now's the time to fertilize. You also want to, um, you know, make sure that you don't have chinch bugs and sod webworms. So walking your yards on a regular basis is important. If you see one or two, you know, moths flying up, that's no big whoop. Okay, but if you see a little cloud flying up or you see 10, 12, 15, 20 uh, moths as you're going across your yard, then you do want to put down a grub aside and you want to follow the label. You want to do it two to three weeks after you see the, um, the bugs flying. And because when the bugs are flying, that's not the time to kill them. You want to wait about two weeks to two and a half weeks, three weeks, and then put down the herbicide. Follow the, the regulations, the label instructions, and that's going to be, um, that's, that's the law. And that's the important part. So you're, we got just one more segment. If you'd like to give us a call, one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680. Someone texted, thank you for your show. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We're going to get more text messages. I'll be right back. I'm Teresa Watkins. This is Better Lawns and Gardens, and you're listening to Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Beko's new line of dishwashers feature Corner Intense, the first sprayer that cleans all the way to the corners. Beko achieves this performance using 50% less water and 25% less energy than U.S. standards for dishwashers, which is why when you choose Beko, you not only get cleaner dishes, but you're making the planet cleaner too. Save energy and money with gift card rebates up to $200 on eligible models until December 31st. Visit Beko.com for more details. That's B-E-K-O.com. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. Call 800-363-7934. 800-363-7934. That's 800-363-7934. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots, and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-517-6580. 800-517-6580. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. 
Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-517-6580. That's 800-517-6580. 800-517-6580. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes, and you administer insulin three or more times per day, or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. We still have time for your phone call, one 455 2967 or you can text me at 23680, and we will get to your message. And so we have a great text message. Uh, how do you properly trim basil? Mine don't get bushy. They grow straight up. And so, you know, basil does grow up. It doesn't grow out. It's not really a very dense plant, but you've got to pick it. And I wouldn't cut them. I would just literally snap them and, 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 and use them. Go ahead and just, you know, pull them off and uh, just snap them. Go down about three or four inches and pull them off and, and use them in your recipes or freeze dry them, you know, microwave them, dry them out. But uh, make sure you're fertilizing and make sure that you're cutting them back or pinching them often. And that will get you to have a little bit more denser basil. Okay, so you can start seeds now for your transplants of broccoli, cauliflower, and your cool season vegetables like kale and rhubarb. Uh, You can do that. You can also, too, it's time to take care of your citrus. With all the rain we've been getting, you may see the citrus fruit drop and then also, too, the bark split. And that just means that it may have too much water or not enough. The splitting may be that from it's growing so quickly. And it just splits, but it could be an indication of, you know, too much watering. You don't want to do that at all. Also, too, you want to give your citrus your final feeding of the year. And uh, that way uh, it will be healthy to go through the wintertime. And you can also start papaya seeds from your for uh, late winter transplants. So go ahead and start your seeds now. Start your seeds now. It sounds like a, a race, doesn't <laughs> Get it? Get ready. There you go. <laughs> Also, too, you want to shield your poinsettias and holiday cactuses from nighttime light starting now, okay? You want them to turn red, make sure they're not getting any kind of light at all, putting a box over them, you know, putting them in the closet if it's a hanging basket or a pot, and no nighttime light so that it will go into the the changing of the colors of the bracts and then also encourage the holiday cactus to bloom. Uh, You can uh, fertilize your shrubs, ground covers, and perennials, your landscape now, too, as well. And then also, too, divide uh, your perennials and bulb plantings. This is a good time. They'll get established before the winter. Very good. If you have a water garden and you have water lilies and bog plants, this is the month to fertilize them. And also, too, if you like to grow um, the amaryllis and paper white narcissus to give away, you can begin forcing them now for indoor displays in the winter. They would love that. And also, too, let's see, I got that. Calanco, uh, calanchos, too, as well. Do you say calanchos or calanchoes? I don't say either because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it sounds like some Hawaiian plant does <laughs> calanchoes, calanchos. I say calanchos, uh, but every once in a while, calanchoes will slip out of my mouth. Both are correct. Oh, dang. It's whatever you want. Oh, dang. Oh, call, call them Fred. <laughs> You know, if you can't say Calanchos, <laughs> call him Fred. All right. So this Frank in Spring Hill says we have an area that is attacked by chinch bugs every year. 
We have um, Flora Tam, St. Augustine. Will zoysia fare any better against the chinch bugs? Also, what do you recommend as far as a chemical or pesticide to use against chinch bugs? I've tried biensarin and imidacloropid and with little success. Okay, so your your turf herbicides, uh, not turf, your pesticides, um, BioAdvance has really good ones, um, insect killer, BioAdvance. Um, I would say that sometimes you have to use it an application twice, especially during the summertime when the heat, um, it may not work as well on the insects. So I would have to just, you know, make sure you get on it very quickly. Don't let it get very, um, an advanced population of chinch bugs. There you go. So when it's, when you have a higher population, it's much harder to, to kill them. And so just make sure you catch them early and it'll be easier to control. You may have to do two applications, but also too, you may have the damage, but not the insect. So look at your, you know, find the insect and you can do that by taking an area that is dead. That's where the chinch bugs were, but they're no longer there because they're in the live area of your turf. Mm. Okay, so make a little circle for your your dead area. And on the outside of that dead area, you want to get a coffee can and cut out both ends, use it up first, and then cut out both ends and then place it on the outside of that circle and push it down about four to five inches and then fill it up. Sometimes they say use soapy water, but if you use any kind of water, the insects will float. And so push it down, fill the can up till it starts to bubble all the way to the top, and then see how many insects come to the surface Oh, and count them. And then you just move it over to the next spot, so go about a foot away and put it down and put the can back in the ground, fill it up with water, count the insects. Do that all the way around that circle, the dead area, in the live portion, and how many insects you have. If you only have one or two or don't see any, you have the damage. You don't have the insect anymore. They've moved on. Oh, okay. You don't have to use a chemical. But let's say you find 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50. Then you know you still have a very active population, and that's when you use the chemical. So do you do your front lawn, your backyard, your mother-in-law's yard, your neighbor's yard? No. You want to spot treat those areas that you have them. Now, if it's a very large area, go ahead and you can do your front yard. But just make sure that you have the chinch bug or the sod webworm before you spray or use a chemical. And then that way you're not wasting, you know, the chemicals. You're not wasting your time. You're not wasting your money. Okay? So... Frank, um, chinch bugs and zoysia grass, not really, but we have other insects. So there's no perfect, you know, grass out there that doesn't get an insect issue. And so um, I would say best management practices always help. Cut the grass at the right level on your lawnmower. You don't want to cut St. Augustine too short. You don't want to cut, you know, you don't want to let it go too long. Your zoysia grass, your centipede, bahia, they all have set height. Three to four inches for St. Augustine, um, Floritam, and Bahia grass. But the new varieties in the shorter shade tolerant varieties of St. Augustine need to be cut at two, two and a half inches. Okay. So figure out, find out what the height of your grass should be when you cut it. Cut it at the proper height. Make sure it gets fertilizing. That's important. And make sure you don't overwater. You're going to have less susceptibility to insects. Hmm. Okay. All righty. All right, Frank. Thank you so much for writing. And so I have what I thought was a heat tolerant geranium. <laughs> Maybe, actually, they just, actually uh, they corrected themselves. They did. They did. It's a pelagonium. Okay. And <laughs> how can I propagate new plants? Well, you can take cuttings. Okay. You want to take cuttings four to five inches, six inches if you can get it. If it's a a really mature geranium, and then again cut the bottom straight. Uh, you can leave a few leaves on top, but cut the top portion of it in a diagonal a slant and put root tone at the, the bottom before you put it into the, your, your potting soil. Put it into the shade, and it will take about six to eight weeks, and you will have a geranium. Hmm. So you can do that. And so thank you very much for uh, asking that great question. And uh, so uh, 
you know, um, it's important. We would love everyone to go to our Facebook page and, and uh, you know, give us a five-star rating and like us. We would love that. You can also send your messages and your photographs on Facebook, or you can send them to me at Teresa.Watkins at live.com. We still have a few seats left on my Best of the English Cottage Garden Tour and the Chelsea Flower Show. Yes. we The King Charles is getting coronated May 6th, and we are going to be there the following week. So the tour, or about 10 days later, May 16th through May 25th. We would love for you to go with us. We have a great group growing going. I have traveled with most of them before, and they are just amazing. We're going to have a wonderful time. If you go to the betterlawns.com page, you can see the tour. Yes. And you can then also uh, contact uh, the travel agency, artandbloomgardentours.com. Gwendy will be a big help to you and give you a lot of time. And then I want to start talking about my Buffalo Garden Walk Tour Ooh. in July, mm. the largest garden walk in the United States. And it will be a shorter trip. It'll be here in the States, and you don't want to miss that one either. So we've got a lot of great things coming up for you. I'd like to thank Lizzie for just producing the show and being here. You are amazing. Oh, thank you. And I want to thank our listeners. We have the best listeners. You guys not only text correctly, you call correctly, but you listen, and you guys ask the best questions. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you so much. And, you know, if you would like to... uh, you know, hear more of the podcast and catch a part that you didn't, that you missed, you can go to iHeartRadio and you can see Better Lawns and Gardens and catch the show. You can also get it on iTunes and also uh, audioboom.com and see the different topics and what we're talking about. You can see it on the Facebook page. I'm going to be loading it today and loading a lot of this, uh, the links to the products that we talked about today for you. We certainly do appreciate it. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios and SummitResponsibleSolutions.com, Mosquito Bits, maker of Mosquito Bits and Mosquito Dunks and year-round oil spray, I'm Teresa Watkins. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.